following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. Patrick Swayze would have made like a good like Edith Piaf. He could be anybody. Welcome to Flash Gordon Minute, presenting your hosts from Minute of Darkness and the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, Brad, and introducing your intrepid explorer of Planet Mongo, Eric. It is Minute 14 of Flash Gordon. Eric, how you doing? Hi, Brad. I'm fine. How are you? Wah! The rocket's taking off! Step on the red pedal! Oh, no. <laughs> just, just, just... Hold that pedal down, or else the G-forces will, the G-forces will kill us. <laughs> so it's another fantastic minute, and joining us again from Point Break Minute, we have Murrin and Jessica. Guys, how you doing? Just Great. peachy. Thank you so much again for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, re- real glad to have you back with us. It's, it's so much fun, uh, and it's, it's, Jessa is. I so glad that you were able to join us. Originally, it was going to be Murrin, and uh, after the first episode, you 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 showed up, and it's like, oh, we have Jessa. It's like, all right, well, two for the price of one, fantastic. Ah, yeah. shucks. Yeah, not only is Jessa funnier than me, she makes me funnier when she's next to me. Oh, so it's all shucks. good. I try to use her every time I can. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, not use, not use. That's that's not what I do at all. Well, that does fit in with this movie later on when they get married. Ming is asked if he will use Dale as he will. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, just bringing it right around. Back to Flash Gordon. So damn weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited because this is now what I want to watch watch tonight. <laughs> all right, we can watch it again. Awesome. We were just discussing. I'm pretty sure we did watch it together, but you have a tendency to just completely forget movies. Uh, yes. So, yes. like you said, we've seen The Rock. I have no recollection of watching that. Eric, you are the official Flash Gordon Minute recapper because you're the only one that remembers to keep on track most of the time. So, <laughs> so, so what happens in Minute 14? Well, we have this awesome fight. Flash, throughout the movie, I know we haven't gotten to it yet in the minute we are now, but eventually he, he, he kicks so much ass in this movie. But here, he's fighting with an older smaller uh, disgraced <laughs> NASA scientist and yeah. really he got kicked out of NASA. a lot of trouble fighting him. And all I could think of is the scene <laughs> in The Princess Bride, Carrie Elwes beats Andre the Giant because Andre the Giant says he's so used to fighting large groups of people, he, he forgot how to fight just one person. So all I could think <laughs> was Flash is so used to taking on linebackers and, and giant yeah. guys that this one little guy, he just he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't have enough space He's to tackle too him. Wily. A, a lot of hit in the head. I, 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 oh, this this fight seems terrible. And I guess Topol has home field advantage too. Which, uh, <laughs> tough for a Flash. You give Flash credit. He was cracked in the back of the head several times with a pistol, and uh, it, it 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 slowed him down a little bit. It did knock him out. I the first time I watched this movie, or. The first time I watched it as an adult, it struck me that any other movie, that would be how Flash get, sort of gets taken, sort of dragged along this journey where Topol hits him on the back of the head, straps him in, and he's with him. He's like, no, he hits him, and Flash sort of keeps fighting, but it's a, it's a, I don't think this was a great choice how they pulled this off. It's a really small environment where they're doing the fight. They can't really choreograph anything impressive. Everything looks awkward and it's not crisp. It's just sort of like, just looks like two guys just sort of shoving each other. 
Pretty well, much. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hear that. I'm just for sake of uh, sake of the podcast, I'm going to play devil's advocate, or I guess you were playing devil's advocate. I'm I'm on the side of great. I I liked the fight actually. Um, I I liked it pretty well. I liked what I liked about it was that it was it was awkward. Um, it looked like because I mean, Flash Gordon, he's like an, he's an athlete, but he's not a fighter. He doesn't know how to like you know. He might have never thrown a punch in his life because he's a you know he's a good he's a good boy. Uh, he's not rough around the edges. So I I I like seeing fights where it looks like the guys don't know how to fight because neither of these guys would. I feel like. Um, that being said, you know it could have been executed better. But I I do like I kind of like the direction they went with it. Is what I'll say. That's an interesting call out, and I do sometimes have problems where if you see a movie where somebody has expertise in boxing or martial arts for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I've certainly seen it, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies were like that all the time, uh, especially if there was when they couldn't come up with a reason. Uh, True Lies, I think is the best example where it, he was an, he was a spy. He was undercover. No, His family didn't know that he was a secret agent. I was like, how come no one's asking how come dad's built like that? <laughs> that's well, that's Daddy, the problem that like these guys like <laughs> like these guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is like why doesn't everyone who they I think this is a Kamel Nanjiani joke but uh, it's like why doesn't everyone they talk to just like damn you're huge like why isn't that the first line that everyone says to the Rock <laughs> like no one acknowledges it and, uh, real quick and we're gonna get back on track real quick Eric I promise Eric's always the one, he, he's the one who knows say, hey we should. You know, talk about what we're talking about. I, I always I got to kick out of the movie with The Rock, uh, Central Intelligence, which is a decent comedy. But everyone kept picking fights with The Rock. It's like I don't, I don't think that happens in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone. Everyone just like, gives him a wide berth. Yeah, yeah, or runs the opposite direction. <laughs> the six foot five, jacked, half Samoan. You leave him alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, on the A team, they were always picking fights with Mr. T. Yeah, it is. And he always he always won. They always wanted to pick a fight with Mr. T. That doesn't seem like what should happen, but uh, I, I wouldn't pick a fight with them, and I wouldn't pick fight a fight with Flash. He, he's a big strapping guy. Yeah. But his haircut is so dorky. <laughs> <laughs> it was 1980. It, it was a different time. It was a different yeah. time. <laughs> Jess always has a take on the hairstyles and, and fashion in, yeah. in the movies. Yeah. You were talking about uh, the pantsuit Dale is wearing, too. Yeah, is she wearing a pantsuit? It's a little hard to tell. She is? Okay. Huh. The big lapels. Oh, yeah. Well, what do you think of Dale's hair then? You like to give us your opinion of Dale's hair. I I was a little little horrified. I mean, it's 80s. (laughs) And it it looks, you know, like a grandma's hair would look today, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's kind of aging herself there. Well, I just get a kick out of the fact that, you know, in this movie, Flash Gordon is the star football player, but somehow Dale's the one wearing shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, quick, give me your jacket. I need my pads. <laughs> give me my pads. I just got to have my pad. We keep talking about how dumb Flash is. I- I'm, I'm going to call out Zarkov for not necessarily being the sharp or sharpest pencil in the case because – it was pretty obvious what Flash was doing here. <laughs> He's, okay, I, I laugh every time that line comes along. I, I guess I'll be running along now. I shift, I, I shift. Sh- I shift, I shift. <laughs> it's the most obvious 
it's so obvious that he's like laying a trap. <laughs> yeah, at that point, Zarkov really just, just just shoot him in the leg. You're gonna feel much better about this if you just that that'll slow things down. But uh, then we wouldn't have a movie. So I, I yeah. Well, that's the thing is, is Zarkov hits Flash with the gun, but doesn't shoot him with the gun. I mean, he's a, he's a that sci- would be too much effect. <laughs> you know, he's 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 not a killer, although. I mean, what happened to Munson? I guess that wasn't really his fault. Well, he did something to get kicked out of NASA. He did something to get kicked out of NASA, yes. <sighs> I, I, I still, whenever I think about him getting kicked out of NASA, all I can think of is uh, the episode of the of the Simpsons where Homer got kicked out of the No Homers Club. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was his fault that Matt Damon got left on Mars. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. It'd be great if they were in, the, if these movies were in the same universe, that would be awesome. The, the Martianiverse, yeah. But Flash, still not the sharpest guy either. Uh, in the fight, throws uh, Zarkov into the button that launches it. Of course. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think there should be a, a glass box over that button. I don't really want that to be something you can bump into. Yeah, just like, yeah the, the design of the controls in this ship is seems to be not the best. Like, yeah, there's that. And then, like, so this pedal, the red pedal, <laughs> like... Uh, he keeps insisting that Dale needs to press the red pedal, but why can't he just do that? It doesn't seem like he's doing anything. He's just sitting in his chair. Yeah, he, he, no one else is at the controls. This does not look like a two-man ship. But it seemed very important to him that someone be there to press the red pedal. I don't know. Maybe he just wanted some company. Well, and also, I mean, the reason he, the, the excuse he gave to try to get Flash out was he said, Dale's the lighter person. I only I need one person in here. But... It takes off fine with all three of them in there, and he's got uh, – it looks like there are multiple shoulder straps in there for multiple people. So I, I, I'm not sure why he only needed Dale in the first place. And originally it was going to be William Hootkins pressing that pedal. Yes, and he is not light. No. He's not light. It is brought up last week. The hoot even sounds fat when he talks. <laughs> Does he have those bees that... <laughs> it's that Patton Oswalt bit where he talks about when you're like B-word fat, so that when you say words with the letter B in them, people can just tell you're fat. <laughs> it's like, bought, I bought the bracelet. I bought it for Belinda's birthday. The hoot has a bit of that. So, uh, yeah, this this is a minute where nothing makes any damn sense. <laughs> yeah. there, there are so many bad decisions made in this fight. I mean, you got Zarkov hitting Flash with the guns that are shooting him. You've got Flash looks like after he, he grabs Zarkov's arm, he shoves him. He doesn't knock him down or knock him out. He doesn't get the gun. He just kind of shoves him out of the way. Why is he not punching him in the face? Why is he not grabbing the gun? He, he didn't really do anything to incapacitate Zarkov. And then on top of that, he makes a move to go grab Dale's arm like he's going to yank her out of there to get her out of there. But Dale ducks away and moves away from Flash to then go around that console and jump at Zarkov. <laughs> She's trying to help. <laughs> Damn it, guys. These, these, these three are – they're the Earth's best hope. We're screwed. <laughs> disgraced – a disgraced NASA scientist, a dumb football player, and a travel agent. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing we made it. You mentioned about how Zarkov gets shoved with his head into the panel. I guess you could look at that as, I don't know if this is giving too much credit to the makers of the movie, but it could be foreshadowing later on. We get 
Flash fighting the guys uh, in the football-type fight. Zarkov means to help out Flash, throws the green thing at his head, knocks him out. So we get a lot of head-slamming, doing accidental things in this movie. Yeah, that, I, that's the first time I've ever put those two together, and uh, that's a good call-out. I wonder if we're giving them too much credit, but eh. Concerned I am. It's an intentional thematic choice. I noticed, uh, I mean, I, I look out for, uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit childish to point out film continuity errors, but I did notice that Topol puts on his straps twice. Oh. <laughs> I am terrible picking out continuity stuff that's thank you for calling that out Mern. i would have never uh, i would have never seen that in a million years good call yeah he's, he's just very inter- into those straps it's very important he's, he's just maybe he's just demonstrating for them like here's how you do it put it he's over your shoulder like this and just kind of and you just put it over your shoulder and just kind of hold it with your hand i think i never see him like clip it into anything i want to ask you guys as point break minute people do you think patrick swayze would have made a good flash gordon Yes. yes. Patrick Swayze would have made like a good like Edith Piaf. He could be anybody. <laughs> he's he was yeah, he's a real chameleon. Yes. That's that's what people think of when they think of Patrick Swayze. <laughs> he's like he just he's just dissolved into his character like Daniel Day Lewis. He becomes he becomes he would become Flash. <laughs> no, but no, yeah, seriously, he he would have been yeah. a good Flash for sure. Um he's, especially yeah. with that Bodhi hair. Especially because like as we we've, we've talked about in point break, he goes blonde and he looks kind of better that way. So you can do blonde. I'm just trying to think, has Patrick, did Patrick Swayze ever do science fiction? He was in Donnie Darko. Right. That kind of counts. Patrick Swayze was in Donnie Darko? Yeah. Uh, Wait, I don't even remember that. Yeah, that was sort of a late career supporting roles. Swayze's career was insane. Yeah, after Point Break, uh, it was a, a list of kind of duds. He went kind of like straight to video for a little bit. And then Donnie Darko was kind of like, oh, he's like a middle-aged actor now. So he's going to sort of take a different kind of role. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't think of any, any like big, you know, sci-fi movie, like space opera type movie and that he was could, ever would in. Would Ghost be considered sci-fi? Technically, it acknowledges ghosts exist. Is that more horror? Yeah, or horror. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's horror. <laughs> it's, uh, well, the end is kind of scary. It's sort of one of those neither fish nor fowl. It's a, it's a romantic film, but with a little bit of it nods to horror. There were some jump scares and yeah, this is some sort of disturbing stuff. It, it, it. Yeah, that was a and Ghost was huge. I, yeah, our younger audience members just don't realize that movie was enormous and it came out of nowhere yeah did, did Whoopi goldberg win an academy award or was just nominated she won she won an academy award she won yeah. best supporting actress for ghost yeah wow and that scene i mean the uh the clay scene making the pottery scene, oh it's I mean, classic that was, that was scene was so huge i mean it was parodied in one of the naked gun movies it just it was huge yeah it's been parodied it I was think, huge. like everywhere and that song played all the time uh, on the radio. It was a re- I'm on the record. I hate that song. It's not a fantastic song. No, it's not. I don't even remember the song, actually, but it's been a while since I've seen it. What was it? Unchained Melody? I'm not singing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> we don't want to get it stuck in our heads. And it's not an easy song to sing, either. Yeah, don't you dare insert that song <laughs> into the podcast. <laughs> it's playing in the background right now. Just layer it under, underneath the... Yeah. Yeah, Swayze would have been an interesting choice. It is tough because the the amount of intelligence Swayze portrays, he never comes across as dumb. So he he couldn't be the Sam Jones dumb 
Flash Gordon, but I also never see him as a scientist to do the the more classic gentleman scientist adventurer Flash Gordon. So that's a that's a weird thing. Yeah, pa- Patrick Swayze is always wily. He's like he's not the the brainiac, but he's he's always you know he's always one step ahead, sort of uh, outsmarting you know especially yeah. like Point Break and like Red Dawn that sort mm. of thing. Yeah, Red Dawn. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good, good question. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's favorite maniac, Gary Busey, is also in Point Break. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which role in Flash Gordon would Gary Busey be a perfect fit for? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't think he could quite be Dr. Zarkov. I mean, based on these three or these two minutes alone, I would say Bond Boy, Flash Gordon. You think but... he could be? I mean, <laughs> like when he was young, when he was, you know, uh, Buddy Holly. I mean, he was he wasn't bad looking. He had a few too many teeth still, uh, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, the merciless. That was back when you could have sort of goofed up teeth and still be a lead actor. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I I guess I would have to say Flash. I mean, I, I couldn't see him as being the merciless. I couldn't see him as uh, as Brian Blessed or Timothy Dalton. I think Clytus. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say Clytus. Kind of as a reprise of his, his lethal weapon role as kind of the, the, the number two guy. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, makes the mo- that makes the most sense, I would say. It would definitely be a different take. Uh, and I think you might have the crazy Busey laugh. Yeah. The actors would have legitimately been scared of him while filming the movie. <laughs> well, Keanu, who could Keanu be? He would be the best Flash Gordon. I mean, he would. He could only be Flash Gordon. <laughs> He'd be a pretty good Flash Gordon, I think, because yeah. he definitely plays. I could see him in the Timothy Dalton role, Prince Baron. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. Can you imagine though him with his hair blonde? I think my problem with uh, Keanu in that role is having him in the buccaneer outfit and the sword. It would just remind me too much of his roles in either um, Dangerous Liaisons. Oh, yeah. Oh, Don Senny. Or uh, Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah. Those were low points for uh, Keanu's acting career. Or like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, yes. Yeah. He doesn't quite fit into like that. He can only play contemporary. Like yeah. if he goes into like a fantasy or like, you know, anywhere in like the last couple centuries, it doesn't quite fit. He's one of the most modern actors on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He only he only fits in. Uh, he can be a cool dude. And that's that's what he is. I sort of feel the same way about Chris Pratt. I don't want to see Chris Pratt in period stuff. <laughs> Yeah. No. I think. Yeah. I mean. I think he's. Uh, he knows what he is. He, he hasn't tried to do any of that like Keanu did. He knows. Like you gotta admire is. Keanu. I mean, we've talked about this on our podcast for like he. He tried to stretch himself. He did Shakespeare. He did you know the Bram Stoker's Dracula. He did Dangerous Liaisons. I guess that was kind of before he was really a movie star. But he he tried and it didn't work so well. But he did try and then he went back to what he did well. Murren and Jessa, was there anything else from this? Any other notes you had from uh, minute fourteen? Well, Jesse, you wouldn't. You just jumped in last minute, so you're just yeah. winging it. Yeah. Um, I just uh, I liked that. Yeah, you, know, you can kind of see it's a pretty good model. But when the rocket takes off, you can tell by the way the smoke is moving that it's you know like a firework that mm-hmm. they just set up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of miniature work in this movie. Is this still work pretty well? Which I miss. I, I I miss good miniature work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, like even even though I could tell in this, it it was still it still worked perfectly well. You know. And they got the the rocket sound effects going. I, it didn't pull me out really at all. Yeah. Well, and th- this is a movie where even if you can see the strings a little bit, it still works because it's campy. Yeah. 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 
it's like that. Yeah, it's it's very Brechtian that way. Yeah. You know, it's not trying to pull the wool of the audience's eyes, just acknowledging it's acknowledging that it's a movie. That's uh, working on deeper levels than we thought. <laughs> no, no. So I think Flash Gordon, I think Brecht. <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks, guys, for making this show just way too smart for what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the exercise that we do in movies by minutes i think that's the whole thing uh eric this has been a lot of fun we've had fantastic guests well, do, do we have any parting words email us at flash minute at gmail.com tell us what you thought about this week chat with us on twitter flash gordon pod chat with us on facebook Flash Gordon Minute listeners Vortex. Jessa and Murray, you guys have been fantastic. Uh, love having you. Um, and, you know, you, you guys, uh, and Jessa, thank you for jumping in and uh, bringing your A game. Uh, one last time, uh, a plug, plug uh, Point Break Minute. Where can people go to find out more? All right. Well, you can check out the uh, Point Break Minute uh, Surf Listener Surf Shop on Facebook. We're also on iTunes and pointbreak.buzzsprout.com. And pointbreakminute.buzzsprout.com. Oh, thank you. Point and uh, Google Play. Um, probably find it on some other things, too. Uh and um, we also, I was going to mention, we uh, we just had Rick and Julia Ingham on as well. Oh, they're great. They are a lot of fun. They yeah. they brought, they're, they're delightful. So yeah, check those episodes just came out this week. Uh, so you can listen to them on Flash Gordon and on our podcast. And thank you guys so much for having us. You guys are, are this is going to be a really fun show, I can tell. Yeah, look forward to listening to it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Eric, as I try to do every week, uh, this has been a lot of fun, and thank you so much for you. You were where this all began, and uh, this has been a great time. And I always have a great time talking with you every week. It's not all good. I, I do have my worries. I, I just saw an interview with Gary Busey not too long ago, and I was thinking about that when uh, you're talking. And, and Busey made sense, and I'm worried. I'm starting to think like Busey. That is definitely something to be concerned about. <gasps> oh. um, but before you go check out the head shrink or your general practitioner i wouldn't worry too much because flash will save you look water is leaking from her eyes it's what they call tears it's a sign of their weakness No need to cry, listeners. We'll be back next week with our guest, Eric Jack Nash of Watchmen Minute, to follow our hero through the Imperial Vortex. You can only hear it here on Flash Gordon Minute.